Hello, and welcome back to the Site School podcast. My name is Valerie Stimmick Bailey, and I am your host for this weekly podcast focusing on ways that you can learn how to grow and earn more from your site. This week, we are back in the world of case studies, which I know a lot of my episodes have been, but these case study episodes will get less frequent as almost all of my sites are now on just an annual case study update frequency. So don't worry if you just look at the feed and it's all case study updates, it's just that I launched my websites all around the same time of the year and they do those updates every year and then we will be moving toward other topics in future episodes and in past episodes. So if you haven't caught it yet, last week I released a guide for what to send your list in May of 2023. Highly helpful, tons of ideas in there if you are feeling stuck on emailing your list. I want everybody to get up to weekly emails by the end of 2023. Well, I can't make you press send, but you'll at least have enough ideas if you choose to email your list that often. But that's not what we're focused on this week. This week we are all about the three-year case study update for my Harry Potter website, followthebutterflies.com. Now this is a website that I started in April of 2020. And when I say April of 2020, everybody knows what I'm talking about. I was stuck at home like everybody else. The world was super uncertain. Everything was miserable. And I needed something to work on because my travel blog, like so many, was completely in the toilet. I lost 90% of my traffic, just like a lot of people did. It took a while to recover and I needed something to focus on. So I saved my travel blog, but at that point, I actually had three sites, uh, three other sites. You know, I had my travel blog, Valerie and Belize. I had Space Tourism Guide, another travel focus site. And then in January of 2020, I had launched a site called Discover Sausalito, which is about the community I was living in in California. So all three of those sites got wiped out by the pandemic. I'm sitting at home on our little houseboat in Sausalito and I needed something to do. So I launched a Harry Potter blog because I figured there were a lot of topics that I could write about and there were lots of Harry Potter fans and they had nothing to do with travel. So since I launched this site on April 1st of 2020, there are 86 articles and that's probably a surprise because in three years, that is not a lot of content. Um, it's certainly less than one a week. It's more like one every two weeks on average. And I assure you, I have not been that consistent. So when I talk about my publishing cadence for the site, I call it intermittent because it has been intermittent throughout the history of the site. I did launch it with a 10-10-10 launch plan, just like I do for a lot of my sites. And if you're curious what that is, I have a whole article about it over on Site School. I put a link in the show notes, but I have not been consistent with the site, especially not in the last year, which we'll talk about more in uh, the rest of this episode. So the monthly page views in the past month before I wrote my recap was 12,627. The highest it's ever received is 20,128. So it's a small site you know, not a big site by any stretch from a traffic perspective, from an article perspective, hasn't been great at earning traffic, has not been super great at earning money either, but it has earned $7,100 in its total life. So in three years, it's earned a little bit more than like $2,000 a year, obviously not in the first year, but started to grow after that. And then I have 452 subscribers. Just wanted to cover all those basic stats if you're curious. So it's a pretty small site, small on number of articles, small on traffic, small on number of email subscribers, small on monetization. And let me explain why that is. So after I launched the site, I worked on it pretty consistently for the first year and a half, I would say. And then I started to lose focus on it. And I say lose focus on this site, but it was really like my focus was more on other projects. Because as you know, if you look at this feed or you've been on the site school, site, I have a lot of websites that I run. So they can't all be number one on my priority list. I have to reprioritize my energy and my effort and follow the butterflies just kind of drifted off at a certain point. So yeah, I think uh, actually when I look at it, it's more like I was consistent publishing for almost the first two years. And then in the third year, I did nothing. So I did pretty good in publishing about once a week for the first two years and then none at all for the third year, which is why the average cadence is pretty low. In the past year, I've only added four new articles and they were gift guides at the holiday 
holiday season because when I went in to update my old gift guides, I realized they just didn't make sense to be updated. They needed kind of like a complimentary one for the new year. And so I ended up scrambling to write four articles that I didn't even plan. And that was it. That's all I wrote in the entirety of the third year. Now it's in its fourth year and I need to figure out what to do with it because it's still in my portfolio. I want to figure out if I'm going to sell it, if I'm going to grow it, what am I doing? So uh, the rest of this, we're going to talk about what I've learned from running the site and what I plan to do next. In terms of my strategic takeaways, the first thing I have is that the site could be bigger, of course. You know, if you publish more new articles on a site, the site will grow. So if I had been publishing the last year, my average traffic would be higher than it is. My maximum would be higher than it is because when you get more keywords, you get more traffic. But given the size of this site in terms of the content and the energy I put in, it actually earns pretty well. So as part of writing the recap for this case study update, which there is a written version over on the site school blog, I compared all of my sites for the TRPM metric. And I have an article about that as well, linked it in the show notes. TRPM just in my mind stands for total RPM and RPM is revenues per mil, so revenues per thousand visitors. I use TRPM as a way to kind of standardize how I compare my site. So I add up all the revenue that I have and I look at that compared to my traffic and that allows me to compare my site. So, you know, each site earns a different amount of money but it also has a different amount of traffic and you need a way to, to kind of equalize those metrics together TRPM does that. So TRPM is actually higher on Follow the Butterflies than it is on some of my sites that get a lot more traffic. So as part of doing this, I went in and looked, and just to give you the sense of it, my top earning site is Valerie and Valise. That should be no surprise to anybody if you read any of my income reports or anything like that. The next site the next two sites that I have from an earnings perspective are Space Tourism Guide and my London site. And those two are very different in size, but they earn almost the, the exact amount per thousand visitors, which is about $30. Then my Jordan site earns about $26 per thousand visitors. And this Harry Potter site, which is considerably smaller than Jordan, Bourdain, London, or Space Tourism, and certainly VNV, it earns $22 for every thousand visitors. So despite the size in terms of the small amount of traffic I get, I earn pretty well for that traffic, which is really interesting. For example, my Bourdain site I just mentioned actually only earns about $9 for every thousand visitors. So it's kind of interesting to compare that because if I hadn't looked at my TRPMs, I would think the site's a failure. I just look at the traffic, I look at the monetization. As raw numbers, they don't look very good, but compared to the rest of the portfolio, they're actually pretty strong. So given that, I decided to look at another metric. I call it a metric, it's really not a metric. It's the joy of working on my Harry Potter site. So I have lots of spreadsheets. I'm always happy to share them. If you ever wanna connect with me over in the Site School Facebook community, I'm always happy to share my sites, my metrics, my spreadsheets, everything. But I have this thing I call the Site Grid, and I've mapped out how much I enjoy working on each of my sites and how much money they earn roughly. It's, I call it the money score and it uses the actual raw money and the TRPM to come up with this metric that kind of is how much it earns for me. And I have them all on a grid and my Harry Potter site is number three in terms of the joy that it brings me. So I need to balance that against the payout. Yeah, it doesn't earn very much. It's actually a pretty good earner though and I really enjoy it. So that seems to me that I shouldn't abandon this project. I should keep working on it. So that brings me to what I'm gonna be doing in the next year. But before I jump into that, I wanna look backward. So while I wasn't doing these case study updates on a podcast format in the past year, when I would have done my two-year case study update, I did set some goals and I wanna cover those first because I think it's important to look back at our goals understand why we didn't accomplish them, and then come up with a plan going forward. So the three goals that I had for Follow the Butterflies in April of 2022, one year ago, were consistent content, podcast growth, and growing to Mediavine. 
Now, I obviously told you already, I completely failed on consistent content. Almost as soon as I wrote my case study update in April of 2022, I stopped publishing on Follow the Butterflies because I just had other things I needed to work on. Some of that was my Bourdain site because that site grows really well. So from a traffic perspective, it's great to work on because I see that traffic going up every month and my Harry Potter site does not do that. The other thing was podcast growth because at the time I had just finished doing the first season of my Harry Potter podcast with my friend Bree and we were working on getting ready for our second season. So I was hoping that we would continue on that project. We would grow the podcast. It might become part of the monetization of the site. Well, we actually ended up only doing two seasons. So after I published this review and we did one more season, I didn't do the podcast anymore. So that didn't grow. <laughs> it still gets listeners. People still find it, but it is not growing. And then finally, my goal is growing to Mediavine. Well, if you're not posting any content, your site's not going to grow to get to the Mediavine levels. Though I did recently write an article that you can find on the site school blog called Should I Hold Out for Mediavine? And it talks about the requirements to get into Mediavine and whether or not I think those are fair and looking at my different sites through that lens. And so I actually don't think I really want to focus so much on getting this site to Mediavine. It is actually already monetized on She Media, which I have a review of She Media as well on the site school blog. I've been writing a lot of blog posts, guys. You should go check out the site school blog if you haven't, because there's lots of stuff over there that ties all together into my case study updates. In any case, I had set this goal to try and grow to Mediavine. Well, I didn't because I wasn't writing new content and those two things are going to go hand in hand. So looking forward, the two goals that I'm going to work on in year four are consistent content. I decided to keep that one because I actually do have a content strategy for the coming year and I want to try and grow and see what I can do with this site with a little bit different lens and focus on it. And uh, it's actually kind of interesting to give you insight there. The breakdown of content is actually 75% updates and 25% new content because I just still don't have quite the amount of time that I want to focus on this site, but I need to keep updating content. I mean, some of these articles haven't been touched in three years, so they need updates. But I also have a silo of content that's doing really, really well. It earns a ton of money at one time of the year in Q4 when I don't earn a lot from my other sites. So I kind of want to bump that up with some new posts to try and improve that performance next year. Well, this coming year in the next year. And uh, yeah, so it's not going to be a ton of new content per se. And my writer is helping me with some of the new content, but it is just keeping the site fresh and updated, which is important. If you're going to keep a site, you need to keep a site fresh and updated. So that's what I'm doing with this one. And then I did say maybe Mediavine because if I could grow this site to 25,000 sessions, I can actually apply for Mediavine. And I think it would perform pretty well over in Mediavine since it is more of a lifestyle blog instead of a travel blog. Lifestyle blogs tend to do, I think, a little bit better with the advertisers that Mediavine taps into. But I'm not super focused on this. In fact, in my written version of this episode, I say maybe Mediavine question mark. I'm not going to be worried if I don't accomplish this goal. Uh, my primary focus for the site in the coming year is consistent content because I have neglected it for a year. It is very obvious to me that it has been neglected. It has not grown. There's lots of opportunity. It could be bigger and it earns really well. So if I want to keep being a self-employed website owner, I need to keep earning money to pay for that for my life. <laughs> so I have to keep in mind when a site earns well and I can get potentially get more traffic on it, I need to try and get more traffic on it. Now, I say all this, this is early May of 2023 as I'm recording. The whole thing could change. My whole plan could change. The world could change and my focus might shift away. Um, but my team and I were, my writer and I and my photo editor were working hard to try and get some of this stuff scheduled out now. So we don't have to think about it later in the year if my priorities shift into something else. But uh, the site will, you know, hopefully be in a really good position in a year when I come back to give you an update, maybe 
I don't know, maybe it'll be a Mediavine question mark. In any case, I hope this was a helpful review of one of my sites, one of my oldest sites in the scale of sites that I have and what happens when you abandon a site for a year. Actually, I didn't really cover that. So let me just wrap up with that. So if I look back, one of the questions that I know we discussed in a previous podcast case study update was whether or not you can leave a site and not be publishing anything, what happens to the performance of the site. So in the past year, this site has had an average of 13,000 page views a month. It has definitely oscillated there. So it was as low as 10,000 and as high as 20,000 in year three. And then in the year before that, it was growing still. So it was actually only 9,000. So though I didn't really publish much in the past year, the site actually on average grew. Not a ton, but it did grow. I mean, 50%, but we're still talking about small numbers. So the percentages seem pretty dramatic. So you can take breaks. I think I talked about that in, uh, oh gosh, I talked about it a couple of times. I talked about it in the Great Plains Travel Guide Case Study Update for year two. And I talked about it in your strategy for 2023. Breaks are totally allowed. Breaks are not going to get you penalized by Google if you take three weeks off from publishing or even a month or even six months. If you are strategic about taking a break, you absolutely can. If you are not strategic about taking a break and you're like me with the site and you just stop publishing, you can still potentially have a healthy site and grow that site in the future. So keep that in mind. Um, That'll be the last takeaway. If you have any questions, I would love to hear from you in the Site School Facebook community. You can find the link to that in the show notes. And if you have any feedback on this podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. I do check those out about once every two weeks or so. I kind of scroll around and see if anybody's left new reviews so I can see what feedback people have given. And I hope this has been helpful for you peeking beneath the hood of another one of my sites. I will be back in your podcast feed next week with another new episode that will help you learn how to grow and earn more from your site. And I look forward to meeting with you then. Thanks for joining me.